Um, we're going to share in the in the word now. Thank you, worship team, for that. Uh, give them a hand as they go. What a did an amazing job in worship today. So, um, yeah. So it's great to have you gathered together today, this morning. So if you've got your Bibles, um, turn to that verse there that you can see on the screen, Mark two, uh, verse twelve, and we'll get there in a second. So what we're talking about today is we have never seen anything like this before. We've never, ever seen anything like this before. And so when when many people encounter Jesus and his works at some stage in their life, often many times in their life, when we encounter Jesus, we see what we've never seen before. It challenges us to the core. He is God incarnate and there's a response is required from us. We can't just let it go by. There's, it elicits a response out of us. And there's three main ways people respond to the challenge of a new life reality in Jesus when, when they encounter it. We either respond as a receiver, as a rejecter, or a, re- a reviler. Those three ways we, we react to that, to Jesus and his work in our life when we encounter it. And, and we'll look at those three uh, in that order. So receiver, it says Mark chapter 2, verse 5 to 12. We'll read this story. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now some of the scribes were sitting there holding a dialogue with themselves as they questioned in their hearts. Why does this man talk like this? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins except God alone? And at once Jesus, becoming fully aware in his spirit that they thus debated within themselves, said to them, Why do you argue about all this in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralyzed man, Your sins are forgiven? Or to say, Rise up, take up your sleeping mat and start walking about. But that you may know beyond a doubt that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralyzed man, I say to you, Arise, pick up, and carry your sleeping mat, and be going on home. And he arose at once, picked up the sleeping mat, and went out before them all, so that they were all amazed, and recognized, and praised, and thanked God, saying, We've never seen anything like this before. So Jesus comes and performs this miracle that these people have never seen before, and their response is amazement. They recognize God, they praise God, they thank God that they've seen this new miracle that they've never seen before. And so they're receivers, they're receiving what Jesus is doing. The new thing that they're seeing in life, they're praising and thanking God for it and receiving it and and accepting it into their lives. And I want to ask um, you a question, what has your life been so far? What has happened in your life? Is it the same thing day in, day out? Just the same routine over and over again. What you've seen before, you see again. And it just goes round and round. And and nothing ever changes in life. There's nothing new. You never encounter anything new. I remember years, 26 years to be exact, of going through that process. Just around and around the mill. Living in sin. Sin's a word for the things that disagree with God's ways 
seeking the pleasures of the world to satisfy me, aimless, without love, without joy, without hope. And then something happened to me that I've never experienced before. I encountered Jesus. Jesus came into my life and I encountered him. I sought him one day and the Holy Spirit came upon me. I was overcome by the incredible love and holiness of God and started spontaneously praying in tongues, pouring out the pain and hurt in my life, confessing my sins to God in a language unknown to me, so aware that he loved me and wanted to fix my life. What an amazing moment. And I'm so glad I received Jesus when he came to me and, and, and brought that into my life. I repented that day. I received Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And God became my heavenly Father. The Holy Spirit came to dwell in me. And you can have that too if you want it. If you're here today and you have never experienced that, we're going to give you opportunity at the end. A simple prayer that you pray by faith and ask Jesus to come into your world. It says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ... Here's a new creation. Old things have passed away and look, new things have come. So when I received Jesus, I became a new man with a new experience of life and I started to see new things that I'd never seen before in my life. If you receive Jesus, he brings new changes into your life. It's inevitable. You can't... If you... You can't receive Jesus and, and it's just the same as you always were. It's impossible because he brings new things. He brings change into our lives. And so from that day I was recreated and onward, I started to see things that I'd never seen before. I started experiencing Jesus and into work. I've seen people delivered of demonic possession. I've seen truth come alive in the word of God. I've seen a man's broken rib instantly healed. I've been instantly healed. I've seen souls repent and turn to God. I've heard the voice of God speaking directly to me in moments of need. I've had words of knowledge, dream interpretations, walked in areas of leadership I could never have walked on, walked in in my own ability. I've been led from a safe job into the unknown and so much more. But having said that, there's a lot I haven't ever seen before. There's a lot that I haven't seen God ever do before in my life. And I want to I wanna see it. Do you want to see it, church? For, you're a bit sleepier than the first service, which is surprising, <laughs> for the 10.30. So Isaiah 43, 18 to 19. Forget what happened in the past and do not dwell on events from long ago. I'm going to do something new. It is already happening. Don't you recognize it? That's a well-known scripture that we quote a lot, but... God is, doing some, God is in the business of doing new things that we've never seen before. The revelation and experience of new things is part of his plan that we walk in as Christians. That's normal. That's the normal life of a Christian. New revelation, new things brought into our life by Jesus. And I believe this message is prophetic for us as One Heart Church this year and beyond. God is going to do things we've never seen before. Do you believe that, church? It is, it's, in, it's, it's in my spirit. It's in my consciousness. I'm perceiving it. And do you perceive it? Do you recognize that he's doing something you and going to do? 
new things this year. But how will you take it? Will you take it, will you receive it and accept it with joy and, and excitement and amazement and thank God? Well, it depends probably on where your heart's at. Sometimes we don't like change, we like the status quo. We like things as they are. We like the routine. We like the predictability of our own lives. Sometimes we don't like Jesus rocking the boat of our life. And sometimes we don't like him rocking the boat of our church and shaking things up a bit. Matthew 8, 28 to 34. Sometimes we reject his work. And when he had come to the other side, to the country of the Gadarenes, there came out to him from the place of the dead two who had evil spirits, so violent that no man was able to go that way. They gave a loud cry saying, What have we to do with you, you son of God? Have you come here to punish us before the time? Now there was some distance away, <clears throat> a great herd of pigs taking their food, and the evil spirits made strong prayers to him, saying, If you send us out, let us go into the herd of pigs. And then he said to them, Go, and they came out and went into the pigs. And the herd went rushing down a sharp slope into the sea and came to their end in the water. And all the, tame, all the town came out to Jesus, verse 34, and seeing him, they made request that he would go away from their part of the country. What? Go away from their part of the country? What sort of a response is that? That's unbelievable response. Go away, Jesus. You're interfering with our comfortable life, our livelihood. You're messing up our life. We want to keep seeing what we've seen before. It's safe. It's predictable. You're messing with my livelihood. You, you know, you, you, you just, that was someone's livelihood. Just heard, just went over the cliff into the sea. Like, we don't want, to, we don't want this to be happening to us. So go away. Go away from us. They reject Jesus and his work. And so the question is, do you love what you know? Do we love what we know? There's nothing wrong with regular activities and familiar routines but are we ready to embrace change in our life are we are we ready are we loose enough to to be ready to accept change in our life or are we too stuck in our ways and and, and too familiar and too safe and comfortable where we're at i encourage us all it's far more exciting life receiving all that jesus brings church will be far more exciting as we accept not that's not exciting already but as we accept the new things that he brings in week by week. This year and beyond, I'm, I'm expecting something I've never seen before. And you know what? When the new things come, often something has to go or something will shift and move, but you don't have to fear the loss. You know, they lost that however many pigs in that herd, but Jesus can create a million pigs. You don't have to worry about what you lose when you, when you uh, accept Jesus and his work because he'll, he, he brings so much more. It's not a problem for him. And so I want to challenge you today. Prepare your heart. Get it ready for change. Get it ready to be challenged, to be shaken up, to walk in something you've never walked in before. See, so a barnacle stuck on a rock. It's stuck there like glue. But if you work at it, if you prize at the edges and work at it and put pressure on it, after a while it, it weakens, its muscle weakens, and you can get that thing off the rock. You know, let this message just start to prize at the edges, maybe, of, of your world. Just to loosen you up a bit. So that when, something, when God brings something new, you're able 
to move with it. You're not stuck in position and, and unmovable. Let, this, let, this word, let the word of God soften your heart and loosen you up, even this very morning. So loosen your grip on what your life is so you're loosened enough for God to move and change you with what he is doing going forward. There's a new way of understanding for you. New gifts, new work, new calling, new relationships, new God supernatural experiences for you. Or maybe when Jesus does something new, you'll be like the old wineskin, unable to contain it, unable to get past your own religious framework of right and wrong. You know, God forbid that we might try and uh, revile against what God is doing. But people do. In John 5, chapter 5, 2 to 10 and 16 to 18, it says, Inside the city, near the sheep gate, was the pool of Bethesda, with five covered porches. Crowds of sick people, blind, lame or paralysed, lay on the porches. One of the men lying there had been sick sick for 38 years. When Jesus saw him, and knew who had been ill for a long time, he asked him, Would you like to get well? I can't, sir, the sick man replied, for I have no one to put me into the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone else gets there ahead of me. Jesus told him, Stand up, pick up your mat and walk. Instantly the man was healed. He rolled up his sleeping mat and began walking. But this miracle happened on the Sabbath. So the Jewish leaders objected. They said to the man who was cured, You can't work on the Sabbath. The Lord doesn't allow you to carry that sleeping mat. So the Jewish leaders began harassing Jesus for breaking the Sabbath rules. But Jesus replied, My father is always working, and so am I. So the Jewish leaders tried all the harder to find a way to kill him, for he not only broke the Sabbath, he called God his father, thereby making himself equal with God. See, when, if you revile against the things that Jesus is doing, it's, it's, a, it's kind of a madness. It's a form of delusion. Some man has just been miraculously healed and you're quibbling about the finer points of the law that Jesus has broken this Sabbath when he is the Sabbath himself and and you're not seeing it clearly. You're seeing a point in scripture but you're interpreting it incorrectly. And so, you know, sometimes we think we're so smart and wise that we act in our pride, we actively work to try and stop the new thing that God is doing. We revile against it. To revile against it means to criticize in an abusive or hostile way or to spread negative information about. So we don't want to be people that criticize in an angry way the new things that God is trying to do in this church and get in the way of it. Why would we want to do that? That's that's crazy. Sometimes when we see what we've never seen before, we don't just want Jesus to stop mucking up our familiar knife, but in our pride we actively work to try and wreck the new work and settle things down to our legal and traditional normal. So change can unsettle us. It can unsettle our thinking. So we have a go at those causing the problem. So when we're in that position, it unsettles us. We don't like this change. We don't like this thing that God is bringing so I want, it, I want it to be what I want, so I'm going to attack the leaders. I'm going to attack those that are bringing this change in. God is using to bring this change in. I'm going to go and attack them, tell them where they're wrong, and tell them uh, a piece of my mind. And, and in that process, we think, 
I'm serving God. You know, this, this is incorrect. I need, I need to serve God here and put this to an end. But in reality, we're serving ourselves, but we just don't see it. We're just blind to it. And so be careful. I mean, there's nothing wrong with going to a leader if you think something's unbiblical or incorrect and, saying, and, and voicing your concern, but do it with a humble and teachable spirit. Don't go in there thinking it's my way or the highway. I know best. There's a, I said in the first service, there's a proverb that says, um, there's more hope for a fool than one who thinks he's wise. So if we think we're wise, there's a problem. <laughs> there's more hope for someone that's a fool than, than, than us who think we're wise. So we're better off thinking we're foolish. It's a safer place to live than thinking you're wise and, and you know, know it all. And so in our unteachable, inflexible mindset, we burst when new wine is being poured in. The old wine pours out of our heart onto those flexible enough to contain what God is changing. And so, but Jesus hears our thoughts. He knows what we are thinking. And he loves us still. And he wants to change us and, and mould us into his image. And in reality, you know, we're just a breath. We're just... In, in some way, we're not as significant as we think we are. See, no one is big enough or strong enough to stop what God is doing. In Acts 5, 33 to 39, when they heard that, they were furious and wanted to kill the apostles on the spot. But one of the council members stood up, a Pharisee by the name of Gamaliel, a teacher of God's law who was honored by everyone. He ordered the men taken out of the room for a short time. Then he said, fellow Israelites, be careful what you do with these men. Hands off these men. Let them alone. If this program or work is merely human, it will fall apart. But if it is of God, there is nothing you can do about it. And you better not be found fighting against God. So if you try and challenge and fight against what God is doing, you're going to fail. You're going to wear yourself out. It's going to be a pointless battle because God will enable his people to step into the things that, it, that he wants his church to step into whether we like it or not. And so give up that attack. Give up that, that fight against change or new things. If you try and f fight against God, you'll only wear yourself out and lose your battle. God is greater. He'll empower leaders to walk forward and complete what he wants to do, whether you like it or not. So let's be willing to be challenged and do things you've never done before and understand things better than we think we do. So there's the, the three responses that can happen when we encounter Jesus and his work in our life. And so what response will you bring when something new comes into your world from Jesus? Will you be joyful? Will you, will you be a receiver? Will you receive it with joy and go with it? Or will you be a rejecter? Will you want to put it out of your life and keep it safe and comfortable? Or will you actively, worse yet, actively try and stop it and... and and if you do actively try and stop it, you're in a sense trying to stop people's salvation. You're trying to stop the church growing and taking on uh, new things in God and seeing more people saved and one to Jesus. So be a receiver, not a rejecter or a violer, but yes, even more, be a revolutionist. See, that's the fourth category that you can be in. And this is a separate category altogether because this is someone that actually goes after the things it's not just a response when Jesus does something this is somebody that goes after a new thing in God 
goes after by faith something new in God. And in Matthew 9, 20 to 22, just then a woman who had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding came up behind him. She touched the fringe of his robe for she thought, if I can touch his robe, I will be healed. Jesus turned around and when he saw her, he said, daughter, be encouraged. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was healed at that moment. So this woman was a revolutionist. See, there was this, the crowd around Jesus of just the status quo. They weren't seeing anything. They were hanging around Jesus, but it was just as normal, as a normal day. Nothing new is happening. And then this woman makes a pathway through this crowd of people and opens up a pathway and grabs the hem of Jesus' cloak and is instantly healed. So she made a pathway that Jesus could follow in, uh, that people could follow in after her. And it says five chapters later in Matthew 14, 34 to 36. After they had crossed the lake, they landed at Gennesaret. When the people recognized Jesus, the news of his arrival spread quickly throughout the whole area. And soon people were bringing all their sick to be healed. They begged him to let the sick at least touch the fringe of his robe. And all who touched him were healed. You see, this, G, this woman broke through into something by her face. She broke through, grabbed hold of something new, and then everyone else after her could just step into it freely. But she was the one that, that battled through that crowd to create that path through that crowd that people could follow after. And after she does it, everyone's doing it. So, so be someone, let's be people that push through that that common ground and, and find something new in God and, and, it'll, and it blesses everyone else that follows after it. They can just grab it themselves. They don't have to do the groundwork but be the one that does the groundwork and, and sees that new thing come into being in, in our very midst. Your revolution change brings revolution for everyone that hears it and embraces it. And so church, let's be receives of Jesus. I'll get the music team to come back up as we finish. Let's be receivers of Jesus and what we've never seen before, seen him do before with our own eyes. Let's not reject an abundant life. Let's not revile against what we're unfamiliar with. Let's have a revolution of breakthrough in what God is able to do in and through us. Are you on board with that? So what good thing haven't you seen in your life yet? Do you need healing? Do you need deliverance? Do you need boldness? Do you need patience, peace, joy? What do you need that you haven't yet seen in your life? God can bring all these things you have not seen and experienced in your life and a whole lot more. If you don't know anyone that has got what you need, then push through the normal and get it from him by faith. You can still get it, even though no one else has got it around you. You can still get it yourself. What haven't we seen before as a church? A church of 500 in Port Lincoln? Regular constant healings? One Heart Cow, Cummins or Coffin Bay? 20 people saved in one service? 40 baptisms at once? Dedicated cafe area? One Heart Care giving out 100 grand in a year? A new facility on the marina block that we own? Let these things come. Do you want to see them? We don't just want to go around and around 
the mill with the same old, same old. We want to step forward. We want to lay hold of new things in God. We want to see One Heart Church laying hold of new things in God, new areas, expanding, growing, not just staying the same. We don't just want to stay stagnant. It's boring, church. And, and let's recognize and praise and thank God when we see these new things. And will you be one that helps and not hinders? I pray that we are. And our last verse, now to him who, would you stand, church, as we, as we finish? Now to him who, by the action of his power that is at work within us, is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly, far over and above all that we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes or dreams. To Him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. So be it. So be it. What a list of things that God can do. Infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes or dreams. He's a God that does new things, that changes things. So be ready for it, church. Be ready for what He wants to bring. Maybe you're here today and you want something new in your life. Maybe you've never known Jesus before. You've never met Jesus before. Your life is just a a constant, just same old, same old, day in, day out. Just the same old things, the sins that I can't break, the same old habits that I can't deal with. You know what? Jesus wants to set you free today. He wants to bring something new into your life. He's got an abundant life for you, a much better life than you've ever walked in before. And it's, it's as simple as saying, yes, I want you in my life. And we're going we're gonna, to um, go through a prayer now. And if you're in that position, I encourage you. The Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you'll be saved. So this prayer, you say it by faith to Jesus. You, you speak this to God out loud he'll hear it if you're a sincere heart he'll hear it and he'll come and change radically change your life for the better so let's all read this together dear jesus i believe you are the son of god who died on the cross and rose again to forgive my sins i ask that you forgive me i give you my life and invite you to be my lord and savior today i am born again i trust my future into your hands in jesus name i pray amen Amen. So if you've said that prayer for the first time, come and tell someone about it. You need help to get through uh, your walk in God. You can't do it on your own. You need others around you. And there's something that I didn't mention earlier in the scriptures we were going through about Jesus having the authority to forgive sins. See, he has authority on earth to forgive sins. And you know what? You might be here this morning and you've, you, there's a sin and you think, I, Jesus can't forgive that. You have doubt that he's able to forgive that. The Bible clearly says, no, Jesus has authority to forgive it. You ask him, he will forgive you. There's no ifs, no buts. Settle it in your mind and say, it's done with, it's dealt with. I'm moving on in life. Jesus, help me to live uh, in, by your spirit in a, in a fresh new way. And we can do that um, whenever that, that may happen. And so as we finish as well, we're going we're gonna to go sing through a song. And while we do, if you need something new in, in your life, if you've been just, it's just been the same old thing for you, day in, day out, you're crying out for something new, something good from God to come into your world. Maybe you need healing. Maybe you need that deliverance. Maybe you need revelation. Maybe you need 
insight, wisdom into a situation, whatever it is, God can bring it into your world this very morning, this very moment. And so while we sing, we're going to give you opportunity to receive that new thing. We're going to pray with you and agree with you, together with you. So you can come forward as we sing. And we've got leaders here that will pray with you. And I believe that you're going to receive prophetic words too that are going to uh, enlighten the path for you, the path you need to take and where you need to go. And so as we sing, feel free to, to come forward. And if you need that, that uh, new thing, then as we sing, come forward and we're going to pray and believe for that with you and to see that come into your world. So I'll just pray before we sing. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you for your message today. God, we thank you, Lord, that you are all powerful. God, that you're able to deliver, deliver things into our life that we've never, ever seen before. God, you're the God of doing that. And we thank you for that this morning. We thank you that you're able to do that. We thank you that as a church, as One Heart Church this year, God, we loosen ourselves to see and expect and work with and, and uh, receive those things that you're going to give to us as a church. And Lord, beyond that, we help us be revolutionists. Help us to see things in this city in this church that has never, ever been done or seen before. In Jesus' name we pray.